Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to the Career Catharsis Podcast. I'm your host, Neha Koram. Today, I'll be chatting with the exceptionally talented Junette Caloroso, who goes by June. Based in the San Francisco Bay Area, June is a fellow career coach, helping job seekers ramp up their job search strategy to make the right career moves. Stay tuned for our discussion on LinkedIn hacks and other great career insights. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Career Catharsis Show, June. So excited to be chatting with you about your venture, Build With June. And yes, I'm so yeah. excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Neha, onto your, onto your podcast. Thank you. Of course. So I would love for listeners to know what exactly sparked your interest in career coaching and how you got to where you are. Yes, great question. So the majority of the past six years, I have been building teams for some of the best tech companies in the industry. Um, from tech giants like Google to unicorn startups like Wish. I've also just recently landed a new role as a recruiter, as a business recruiter for a great startup called Thumbtack. But um, prior to my new role here at Thumbtack, as many of millions have experienced, I was actually one of the millions of people that have lost their jobs um, back from April because of COVID, because of this pandemic. And prior to my layoff, I've always had an interest of career coaching just because mm-hmm. in the recruiting world, one of the best things that I love in my position is I love prepping my candidates for interviews as well as, I don't know, I think, I mean, you could probably speak to this too, Bineha, because you have that mm-hmm. experience too in the yeah. recruiter chair. Um, after viewing and reviewing thousands and thousands of resumes, um, I know what really stands out when it comes to like having a very compelling resume or LinkedIn profile. So when I did get laid off before I started even thinking about what was next for me in my career, Mm -hmm. I wanted to really take that time to do a little bit of self-discovery, some soul searching. And I knew that, you know, my, my children have two children, two young children that were transitioning into a virtual learning environment. So I really wanted to be there for them. So instead of actually going into a job search right away with my layoff, I wanted to just kind of reinvest in myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I lot, I, and, and everyone now is talking about the importance of personal branding. Right. And prior to my layoff, I had no personal brand on LinkedIn. I didn't know what a personal brand was. And then bam, my layoff happened. And, um, I took that time just to do some soul searching and then, um, got a little bit of playful with, with like content creation on Instagram and YouTube. I started doing what I did best as a recruiter. I started interviewing Mm -hmm. people in my network, asking them, you know, how they have been dealing with this pandemic. What, what are they learning from this pandemic? Um, How are they, you know, if they had some businesses, how are they transitioning their business to a virtual setting? Um, so I did what I did best as a recruiter. I just started interviewing people <laughs> for like, yeah. a, like a, like a passion project. Yeah. And then Neha, like people started asking me for help with their resumes or wow. interviewing just because I've always been that go-to person, mm-hmm. um, anything career related. So then I had my aha moment saying, you know, I have a passion of helping people in their careers. Um, there's a huge problem of unemployment. 
So what I'm going to, what I'm going to do is go ahead and turn this passion of helping people into a business. So I officially yeah. launched my career coaching business. I want to say sometime in, uh, July, August, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. That's super bold to be starting a business during a pandemic after a layoff and it's not something that you planned. It's just something that you fell into. So kudos to you for just, you know, making that happen. And I've been following your journey pretty closely on LinkedIn. And, you know, I saw that you recently had an interview with Andrew Seaman and, you know, he's been doing some really great work with his newsletter on how to get hired. Um, So I think you've just been such an excellent resource for people that are looking for their next career move, particularly at a time where, you know, either there's people who are unhappy with their job and they almost feel guilty. So when I talk to people that are looking for a new job and they seem to have a stable setup, they're like, you know, I feel guilty. There's so many people that are unemployed right now. Like, should I be making this move? And if anyone is on the line listening and they're feeling that way, I just want to say, you know, you're allowed to not enjoy your job and you're allowed to go after something better. (laughs) It doesn't matter what else is going on really. Like, you know, you have to do what's best for you at the end of the day and you're not taking away something from someone else by, you know, um, going after what you want. If anything, you're then opening up a spot at the company you're at for someone who would like that job a lot more. Right. Um, But with all, with all of that in mind, June, I just wanted to tap into your experience experience working with tech companies, you know, you've worked for Google, you've worked for Wish, um, and now you more recently have this um, opportunity with Thumbtack. What is your advice around candidates that are in tech that are looking to make their next move, given, you know, there's just been you know, so much change and people are sort of afraid of maybe going after startups, seeing as there's instability, like what is your advice there? Yeah, that's a great question. And the majority of the clients that I work with have either, you know, had an interest of going into tech, but didn't, don't know where to start, or majority of my candidates actually have that non-traditional background that wants to get into tech. Um, honestly, like, I think the best, the biggest thing is really try to understand where your transferable skills lay in. For example, one of my clients that just actually recently landed her first job in a tech company came from retail banking, mm-hmm. um, and really wanted to get into a customer success role at a tech startup. So what I always say is before you start building your resume or LinkedIn profile, get a clear understanding of the different positions and industries that you are passionate about, and then take an inventory check of your skills in your current role to see if there's any transferable skills. So for example, as a business banker, as a um, someone in retail and customer service, <clears throat> what tech companies are really looking for is those strong communication skills, right? That strong project management skills, um, if you're detail-oriented, a lot of transferable skills from that retail experience. So when you're looking at your resume and you're looking at the roles that you want to apply in to tech, try to see where there are some commonalities and transferable skills, and then rebrand yourself to really match that job description that you're applying for. Mm. Um, I think it's really important before you even start looking for a new job is really like, again, take an inventory check of your skills, understand where your strength, your unique skills and superpowers are, um, are in and then start networking. I always say like, it's going to take a lot more than just applying to one of your dream tech companies. 
um, you're going to have to put your networking shoes on and start, start networking on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn, I always say this too, is such an underutilized platform. Mm-hmm. Job seekers just look at it as a way just to apply for new jobs. Mm-hmm. They're not actually looking at it as a resource um, to learn different trends or different, different strategies to stand out as candidates. They don't look at it as a resource to connect with people that are in the industries that you want to be in. So it's like, think of it as like, I always say this, it's like the yellow book pages, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, directory. <laughs> yeah, for real. And um, basically you can look up anyone. For example, if you want to get into, if you want to pivot into like customer, from, from customer service into marketing, mm-hmm. you can easily go on LinkedIn and try to find some people that have worked in your previous companies um, that were in non-technical fields and see how they pivoted into the tech world mm-hmm. by having informative chats through LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, I love that. You know, looking at LinkedIn as more <clears throat> than just a job board and looking at it for its potential in terms of networking, reaching out to people, but also doing a bit of stalking. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think there's lots of people on the line who might be doing that on Facebook for, you know, um, their for personal reasons. reasons. <laughs> but you know what? This is such a useful skill to have in in terms of professional, you know, um, information gathering and data mining and, you know, making some intelligent decisions about, you know, who do I want to reach out to? Who do I want to learn from? Um, But you can tell so much even before you get on a call or speak to someone just by looking at their trajectory, as you mentioned. Um, So really great insight there. And do you have any other tips for job seekers when it comes to standing out for a role in tech? I mean, we talked about rebranding, but what else can people do to really stand out for tech companies in particular? Well, a lot of tech companies now, especially now, just because you know, 2020 hit us. We didn't see it coming. And one of the biggest things that hiring managers are looking for when they're hiring for their team, particularly in tech companies, are candidates that are going to bring new ideas to the table. Are they going to be able to work through adversity? Are they going to be able to, um, you know, think on their feet? A lot of the people, the hiring managers that I've worked with in the past are always looking for candidates that have that entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. So my biggest tip too is when it comes to like personal branding and how to stand out as a job seeker, try, you know, for the positions that you're applying for on, on, on any job board, try to understand what the company is trying to solve. What is their mission? What is the, what is their value proposition to their customers? and try to understand their pain points and then try to present a solution. For example, what you could really do, this is actually someone that I've um, interviewed for, interviewed Mm -hmm. on my LinkedIn live show. He really wanted to pivot it into from HR into marketing, okay? Mm -hmm. And into it for a tech company. Didn't have that marketing experience, but what he did is he did like like a loom audit of a company's landing page Mm -hmm. um, on their website and gave his marketing strategy, like some kind of feedback to do. So my biggest tip is think outside of the box. Be proactive versus reactive. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really one of the first things uh, I've actually last week, I, I saw my, I received a first, my first video cover Mm -hmm. resume. No video cover letter. Wow. It was like a, like a a two minute pitch. (laughs) 
Yeah. And I thought it was really unique. So you really have to think about outside of the box when it comes to like standing out for a check or any position, because you have to think about it. You're competing with mm-hmm. hundreds or maybe thousands of people for the same role. So you really got to be, you got to put, um, you just got to be experimental. Yeah. I really like that idea of, you know, being experimental and a tool that you mentioned loom. A lot of people yeah. already know about it, but if you don't know about it, it's L O O M. And I believe you can make a free account and essentially you can do screen recordings. You can, mm-hmm. you know, change the background. You can do some really cool stuff and create these, you know, videos that you can then send as either a video resume or a video cover letter. I mean, you know, so many cool things you can do with that. And then something else you mentioned there, June, is companies, particularly tech companies, are looking for candidates that are really going to be intrapreneurs. I mean, we think about entrepreneurs, entrepreneurial mindset, you know, um, builders essentially, but, um, you know, when you're working with teams and internally, you know, you just flip the E to an I and, and really the context around that is someone that can build with, you know, teammates and cross-functionally. So I think a lot of tech companies value, value that. Um, and I'm just wondering if somebody is pivoting from a non-tech company to a tech company you mentioned you know there's transferable skills and you can do some rebranding but can you kind of highlight like what does that rebrand look like and yeah. you know sometimes people are like oh you know like but i want people to know that i've done xyz and like they're married to this story of the past that might not necessarily translate to where they're headed so what would you say on that note yeah, I think it's also too, like, again, like understanding what your transferable skills are. And then again, like I said, do an inventory check and see what's missing as far as skills. Um, and there's a lot of great resources. Um, for example, you could do, I think Google just announced that they're doing workshops through mm. Coursera, I believe, oh, wow. um, that you can get certified in like project management or social media. So these are the different courses that you can use to rebrand yourself. Like, so for example, mm-hmm. if you want to pivot into a new industries, but lack the actual degree or certifications, there's a lot of accelerator programs mm-hmm. and boot camps. Um, for example, one of the clients I work with is a, a boot camp called Level Up in Tech. Mm-hmm. And um, they specialize on um, certification and DevOps engineering. Um, some of the students that I've worked with that have attended my LinkedIn workshop rebranded themselves from being a, a, a police officer in law enforcement into a DevOps engineer. And they wow. knew that they really wanted to get into tech but lack the credentials and degree. So you don't have to, like, if you're thinking about pivoting into a completely new industry, but lack the actual um, resources or finances, there's so many affordable, like there's so many Mm -hmm. affordable boot camps, accelerated programs, online courses that you can take to re-educate yourself, rebrand yourself to get into the industry and the companies that you want to be in. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great strategy. I think, you know, having those online resources, like you mentioned, and accelerator programs is a great way to at least get something on the resume, but also re-educate yourself, right? And really 
get a better understanding. I think so much of it is just the language, right? Once mm-hmm. you're introduced to the language of a particular domain and being able to speak to that in an interview is such a game changer. It also helps you read job descriptions better and understand what the requirements are rather than guessing and not really understanding like what role you're applying to and just having a version of a job in your head. Um, I, I feel like that's also something that happens when people are trying to pivot and there's just a lot of mystery that I think, you know, once you kind of get a sense of um, the education piece, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be pricey. Um, it can do so much. So, so thanks for that insight. Yeah. I just don't also want to add to yeah. like, um, I don't know if I mentioned this too. Like I talked about networking, but mm-hmm. networking with people that have made the pivot, you know, from your current mm-hmm. situation and asking them guidance and help. Right. Uh, also want to add to, I mean, you know, this too, as a recruiter, Although, especially too in the tech space, these tech companies are paying thousands of dollars to their employees mm-hmm. for employee bonus referrals. So yeah. I know it could be intimidating for people to reach out to other people on LinkedIn to network, but think about it. Like there's over 740 million people on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. If someone says no to you for a networking chat, move on to the next person. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think referrals are an untapped area for a lot of people, even just starting with your own network or mm-hmm. friends of friends, you know, maybe someone that you went to college a long time ago, you know, they might still be open to referring you. So really tapping into your warm connections is a great way to see if someone will refer you because as you mentioned, companies have a really big incentive to go ahead and interview a referral because it's a trusted network. Um, and you're much more likely to receive an interview and much more likely to receive a job when you go through the referral route. Another mm-hmm. piece to that is sometimes candidates will get so excited and apply for a job and miss out on the referral link. So it's so important to just you know, tap whoever it is that you know at a company to see if they'll refer you first and hold off on applying. Um, of course, speed also matters, but just kind of balancing that to make sure that you know, um, the recruiting team there is going to honor the referral before you apply and, you know, cut your chances. Um, So really key piece there. Is there any other advice that you would give around referrals, whether it's approaching them or any other maybe recruiter tips and tricks? Yeah, I think also too, a lot of um, people wait until the job of their dreams is posted online and then they start networking. So taking the reactive approach. I always say be proactive. Like, yes, like say if you're, you have a dream company in mind, um, but you don't see any jobs that are actually of interest. Don't wait until there's a job that's posted. Like I would yeah. start building those relationships now. Um, and then the biggest thing too, is like when you are reaching out to people on LinkedIn, like you said, make sure you stalk them or review their profile. <laughs> yeah. Um, see if there's any common interests, commonalities, common, uh, mutual connections. Mm-hmm. Um, And yes, it could be a little bit scary, like reaching out to them and asking for a coffee chat. But I always say like, before you even reach out to them on LinkedIn, see if they actually post on LinkedIn, Mm. see their activity feed, see if they actually post articles or share different insights for the company and start commenting and engaging in their posts. Cause that's building that relationship, building Mm -hmm. that rapport. So when you are confident and comfortable to reach out you can say hey neha i I saw that you've actually written like you shared an article on linkedin last week helping job seekers break into tech i really love the advice that you shared 
would you be open to having a networking call with Mm -hmm. me? We'd love to seek advice. So that's a tip right there. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, something you touched on around the activity feed. So a lot of the times candidates that I work with, you know, coaching them on their job search, they'll reach out and they'll be like, Neha, I'm listening to you. I reached out to 10 people, but I haven't heard anything. And I'm like, well, are they active on LinkedIn? And, you know, that's where you have to go to the activity history and see, you know, anyone's activity history. I believe, you know, you can view the past 90 days, any posts or likes that they have. And if you don't see anything, if it's crickets, then they're probably just not logged logging into LinkedIn. And you might want to try their email if you have it, Mm -hmm. or, you know, some people have gotten really clever at guessing emails as well. But again, you just have to tread lightly, you know, on, on that. Um, yeah, there's actually, I want to share there's hunter.iao. That's an email. And then there's another one. I have to think about it, but, um, there's, there's different email tools that could help you identify their work address. Yeah. Hunter.io is a great resource, particularly for tech candidates that are looking to organize their job search and look for new jobs. Really great resource there. Shifting more towards your personal career, June. So thinking about a highlight of your career, what would you say has been a really great moment? Oh my gosh. Honestly. Okay. Um, Let me say, I mean, launching my business is probably one of my highlights yeah especially too from 2020 because I was able to do all of the things I wanted to do for mm-hmm. previous tech companies but I'm doing it for my brand and my business and I'm following my passion but that's one of my biggest highlights is actually doing all of these great things and helping helping job seekers land their dream jobs I'm facilitating workshops so I've always want I've always wanted to be a teacher oh love it. <laughs> and I get to that's do that so funny virtually. me too Really? You do workshops I'm not too. kidding. Well, you know, I know. what? I, I just think coaching is pretty much teaching, right? So I'm not too surprised, but yeah, it's just sort of like living your dream in a different way, right? Exactly. Love I it. think that's my biggest highlight. And then also too, just because like I have worked at larger tech companies, like mm-hmm. I, I contracted at Google, which is a great experience. Um, it gave me my first uh, taste of the tech world. But honestly, I really enjoy building startups. Mm. I love working at tech startups. My, my, one of my highlights is when I did work at Wish, um, that was my first startup experience just because it's a lot more impactful. I was actually hiring people that I saw in the office. Yeah. Um, so, and then just kind of really building brand awareness at a new company really excites me. So I'm really excited about my new role. Um, as a recruiter for this this startup that I'm working at at Thumbtack. But um, yeah, those are some of my career highlights there. Love it. Yeah, I think there is a lot to appreciate when you are one of the founding members of a company and the kind of impact you have. And I would say, you know, what you see in a year even sometimes feels like, you know, 10 years worth of decisions and you know, um, interactions kind of rolled into one. So it's just such a great learning experience. Um, And thinking about, you know, your motivation and what keeps you going and and what makes you happy, what's something that you can share around that? Yeah, I think for me, my my biggest motivation too is like my my family and my children. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to make sure that you know, 2021, 2020 was a big lesson for all of us. And it was the first time where I felt like, so when, when 2020 happened, I felt like, how do I say this? Um, I went through some d- depression and anxiety 
mm-hmm. just because we tie so much of our identity to our careers. Yeah. So when that happened, I realized we are so much more than our careers. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, we are daughters, we are wives, we are sisters, we are, you know, parents, right? Yeah. Um, and for me, my biggest motivation is I wanted to make, I wanted, I wanted to build like a legacy and um, a business that my children will be proud of mm-hmm. five, 10 years from now, right? So even though I'm still considered a startup <laughs> with Build With June, <laughs> yeah. um, this is something long-term, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful that my new job is going to give me the ability to build this side, side business. Um, but my motivation is them. I wanted to make sure yeah. that they know that they are more than their jobs, mm-hmm. like, and they could be successful on their own. You don't have to work for a company, um, to be successful. So, and that was like the biggest lesson that 2020 has taught me. Yeah. I love that. I think we saw so many first time entrepreneurs or, you know, Mm -hmm. as many people will call themselves solopreneurs. I think we've seen seen a whole wave of them. Right. And, and it, there's, I just think a complete shift in the idea of success and what you can achieve even just as a team of one, given all the tools and resources and even just this larger community. And, you know, I love, I love collaborating with other coaches such as yourself. Like it just feels like there isn't even, you know, this idea of competition. It's more like a spirit of collaboration because really, you know, the world is kind of open to us in terms of the impact we can have. And everyone's just has something unique that they're offering that, that I think is so exciting and, and we can all kind of lean into and um, yeah, I think, you know, I would kind of want to close off on any other tips or advice that you may have for candidates that might be in between jobs or considering a move. What would be some final thoughts for them? Yeah, my final thoughts is if you are considering to make a move and pivot to a new career and you are lacking, I don't know, the inspiration or the motivation is if you can try to invest in yourself, like if you can hire a coach to help guide you, or if you don't just really build your community, um, find some accountability partners that are also in the job market Um, because job searching and looking for a new job can be lonely. And you know, if you are, you're going to hit, you're going to hit different walls. Um, You're going to get rejected multiple times. So I think it's really important to really build your community and get some accountability partners to stay motivated. I always say to you that, you know, I I love quotes. One of my favorite quotes is a goal without a plan is just a wish. So please try to have a plan and strategy in place. Try to come up with a routine. And then it's okay to take breaks in between your job search. Um, Try to incorporate some self-care for you to really, you know, work in yourself, your your mindset um, to help you overcome those limiting beliefs. Um, But yeah, those are my, my last takeaways is invest in yourself, Try to find some accountability partners if you can work with a coach. If yeah. not, there's so many free advice out there. Like me and you <laughs> post free free advice all the time. Oh yeah, on LinkedIn or Instagram. But um, you could like, you could only do some so much learning, and that learning is not useful if you don't implement those mm-hmm. teachings, right? So really mm-hmm. make sure that you implement everything that you're learning on, online. 
Yeah, having that bias for action as many yes. startups will post as, as one of their values. So I, I think that's such a great way to end things. I want to thank you, June, thank for all you. your insight and for being such an inspiration and being such a great resource for candidates and other coaches such as myself and wishing you the best at Thumbtack. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Career Catharsis podcast with special guest, Junette Caloroso. You can find more information on how to best connect with us in the show notes. We'd love to hear about your career struggles, triumphs, and goals. If you know someone looking for a job right now, be sure to share today's episode link and subscribe to keep up with more stories in career transformation. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Career Catharsis podcast. It would mean the world to me if you shared this episode with somebody that you know to inspire someone to take the next step in their career. Send me your feedback at coach.neha.coram at gmail.com. Connect with me on Instagram at coach.neha or find me on LinkedIn. Simply type my name, Neha Coram, and you'll find me. Looking forward to connecting and see you next time.